With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. When it's time for an adventure on the open highway, one quick call to American Family Insurance gets you headed in the right direction. Our travel peace of mind package is there if you encounter a bump in the road. From roadside assistance to rental car coverage, we have you covered. Find a local agent or get a quote at amfam.com. American Family Insurance. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code What's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. If you use that link, you can help support the show in a small way. We'd also like to thank Poddex for sponsoring this episode. Check them out today at poddex.com. Welcome to the Big D Breakdown. Our first topic is Mike McCarthy being undervalued in recent head coach rankings. There's a lot expected out of you when you were the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Jerry Jones hired Mike McCarthy because of his success in Green Bay. Despite that fact that critics felt the coach was only able to do what he did with the Packers because of Aaron Rodgers. In reality, McCarthy has improved the Cowboys. It's undeniable that he's made some questionable decisions, but he took a team that went 6-10 in 2020 to a team that went 12-5 in 2021. However, his team's frustrating playoff exit put a dark cloud over a much-improved season and put the coach's job in question. And when you coach the Cowboys, one loss or a poor play call puts you on the hot seat. Even though the Cowboys should have gone farther in the playoffs, is Mike McCarthy one to blame? And even if he is, is it fair to consider him a coach at the bottom half of the league? That's what CBS sports writer Cody Benjamin thinks. Out of all 32 coaches in the NFL, McCarthy was ranked 18. Is the 58-year-old a top 5 or 10 coach? Probably not, but the bottom half of the league certainly feels like a stretch. Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni and Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski were both deemed better coaches than the Cowboys leader. Come on, Browns, really? He was also ranked 7 spots behind Doug Peterson, the Jaguars' new head coach and former Eagles head coach, who hasn't coached the team since 2020. It's also worth pointing out that McCarthy's career win percentage, 60.8%, is higher than that of the eight coaches ranked above him. This is what um, Benjamin said to explain the Cowboys head uh, head coach. Quote, the pendulum has probably swung a little too far in terms of criticizing McCarthy. Even if he did have Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, he's now compiled nine different double-digit win seasons including 2021 with Dallas. He's also wisely given plenty of control to play caller and Kellen Moore. And yet with so much talent at his disposal, ill-timed old-school decisions have too often doomed him. 
Maybe that's why team owner Jerry Jones publicly ponders about keening him for his own defensive coordinator. The problem for McCarthy is that the last thing fans have to remember him by was an absurd final 14 seconds that booted his team out of the postseason. After the loss to San Francisco, nobody was thinking about a 12-5 record or a sweep in the NFC East. But as Jerry Jones has said, at least when he decides to defend the coach, he wouldn't have hired McCarthy if he didn't believe in his ability to get the Cowboys to the playoffs. The longtime coach is one of only eight head coaches in the league with a Super Bowl win to their name. The other seven were all ranked 11th or higher on the list. Does the third-year Cowboys coach have a lot to prove? Absolutely. Uh, Sean Payton rumors are already swirling, and he has an incredibly talented roster worthy of a postseason run. But is he worthy of being ranked number 18 in a league that's full of young coaches? No, he doesn't. Let us know in your comments in the comments section below. Do you think we should keep uh, Mike McCarthy? And where do you rank him in the coaches? I mean, I would agree that he's not the best. He's not the worst. I mean, hey, he took Dallas to the playoffs, so at least he got that far. And hey, you give him a couple of years, he might be able to go at least to the Super Bowl. I could see McCarthy bringing the Cowboys to the Super Bowl. I don't know if they'd win the Super Bowl, but I think they could take him there. But on to our next topic. Von Miller would have taken less to play in Dallas. The Cowboys have had quite the offseason. The team has lost many star players in the last few months, but perhaps no situation was quite as embarrassing as the loss of Randy Gregory. The front office was fully prepared to re-sign the veteran defensive end to a five-year, $70 million deal. The Cowboys' official Twitter account even sent out a tweet welcoming him back to Dallas. Minutes later, after the deal was made, Gregory backed out and was headed to the Broncos due to certain verbiage he didn't like in the contract with the Cowboys. This left the team without their one uh, wide receiver one, wide receiver three, and starting defensive end. Even more frustrating than the last-minute escape by Gregory was the fact that the Cowboys had multiple opportunities to fill his spot with top-tier free agent talent. For example, many assumed Dallas could bring in former Seahawks Bobby Wagner due to his prior experience with Dan, Dan Quinn. Wagner would eventually sign with the Rams. Perhaps the most exciting almost of the offseason was the idea that the Joneses could sign reigning Super Bowl champion Vaughn Miller. If only we had Vaughn in De- Dallas, man, that would that would definitely help a lot. The outside linebacker would have been a great addition to the roster, and the Cowboys had it had a leg up given the 33-year-old Texas native. Current and former Cowboys players even tried to help convince the Texas native to sign with Dallas. In the end, Miller would sign a lucrative deal with the Buffalo Bills. What we knew then is that the Cowboys likely were not willing to offer the Texas native that much money. But in a recent in-depth article with the Atlantic, we learned that the Super Bowl champ wanted to play with Dallas but said no due to a poor offer. Jerry and Steven truly missed out on this opportunity. Miller says Dallas then offered him the same contract they had negotiated with Gregory, a reported five-year, $70 million deal with two years guaranteed. He said 
he told them he was ready to come to the Cowboys. Even saying he would have taken less to go to Dallas because it's Dallas. But I wouldn't take that much less. The front office offered Miller the exact deal they were prepared to give Gregory. Think about that. Miller is an eight-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro, two-time Super Bowl champ, and a former Super Bowl MVP. How is a person with those accolades worth the same amount of money as a player with zero Pro Bowl or All-Pro nods to his name? The linebacker may be 33 years old, but he has only missed more than two games in a season one time in his career. We know that Jones' family like to shop in the bargain bin in free agency, but you'd think a player of Miller's caliber would be an exception to the rule. Not to mention that the linebacker literally admitted that he would have gladly taken a pay cut to play in Dallas. There's a difference between a pay cut and a lowball offer that is offensive given a player's resume. But now Bill blatantly admitted that he would have taken less than the six-year deal with Buffalo that gives him $51 million guaranteed. In fact, he told the Atlantic that he flew to Buffalo to turn down the offer, but they were able to convince him when he showed up. Losing out on a player that would seriously bolster your roster is always tough. But learning that he would take a discounted offer to play for the Cowboys and the Jones still couldn't get a deal makes it even worse. Let us know in the comments section below. Are you disappointed that Von Miller is not a Cowboy? And do you think Von Miller could make a difference in the Cowboys' roster? And hey, before we move on, please smash that like button, um, subscribe to the channel, and hit that bell notification button to be notified of future videos. And now on to our next topic. Three current Cowboys who could get cut before week one. Twelve wins in the regular season didn't mean much for the Cowboys in 2021 since they got knocked out of the playoffs in the opening round at the hands of the 49ers. Now, Hank McCarthy is looking to take the next step, which could be a challenging after some of the issues on the roster this offseason. While players such as Ray Cooper, Randy Gregory, and Cedric Wilson are all playing elsewhere in 2022, the Cowboys did add more talent at several positions, although many were added to the roster before training camp. The front office eventually needs to decide on a 53-man roster. These are three players that run the risk of getting cut during training camp or preseason if they don't perform to their top ability. Number three, Terrell Basham. Basham was an unheralded signing ahead of the 2021 season. And while he didn't make a massive impact, he did exactly what the Cowboys hoped he would. The former third-round pick played in all 17 games, which was huge considering the injuries suffered by Gregory and Demarcus Lawrence with six starts. He finished with a career-high 39 tackles and 3.5 sacks, which tied his highest output in the season. He was never a dominant force, but he was steady, so why would he potentially be on the block after losing Gregory in free agency? That would be the addition of two new players who will be key contributors in 2022. After losing Gregory... Dallas turned to Dante Fowler Jr. in free agency. The former first-round pick is a journeyman, but he's worked with Dan Quinn before and isn't far, too far removed from an 11.5 sack campaign. 
However, they also have rookie Sam Williams as a primary reserve. The second round pick this season, Williams is very explosive and will be sharing time in rotation with Chauncey Golston and Dorrance Armstrong. That's five players on the edge who are unlikely to be cut, which makes Basham the potential odd man out. Number two, Noah Brown. Another victim of the numbers game in 2022 could very well be Noah Brown, who has continued to battle against the odds and make the roster since being taken in the seventh round of the 2017 NFL Draft. Brown was a favorite for former head coach Jason Garrett, who continually praised his ability as a blocker in the run game. Of course, Garrett often telegraphed what the team was running when he would put number 85 in the game, but Brown has developed much more as a receiver since then. The former Ohio State product recorded 14 receptions for 154 yards in 2020, then had 16 catches for 184 yards last year. He has yet to record his first NFL touchdown, but it's impossible to miss how much he has improved as a player. Heading into the offseason, it seemed likely he could have an increased role with Cooper and Wilson leaving. The problem is... Dallas already had another developmental player on the roster and Simi, apologies for butchering his name, Fahoko, and added James Washington in free agency. And in addition to that, they took Jalen Tolbert out of South Alabama, and he could prove to be one of the biggest steals in this class. Throw in the early positive returns on undrafted wideout Ty Freifogel, and there could be too many players at the position for Brown to secure another season in Big D. And finally, number one, Tristan Hill. Over the past 10 years, the Cowboys have actually been pretty solid in the NFL draft. They believe in developing their own talent, and that has worked since they've generally targeted and selected players who fit their system very well. Having said that, there have been some whiffs. None were worse than when they took Taco Charlton over TJ Watt back in 2017. Oh my God, what was Jerry thinking? There aren't enough therapy sessions in the world to get over the hurt from hearing the selection announced while TJ watches sat there. But at least the Cowboys moved on quickly. Another whiff, albeit not as bad as the Charlton one, came in 2019. That was the same season they were without a first-round pick, thanks to the trade for Cooper. And they decided to go ahead and light their round two pick on fire as well. In desperate need of safety, Dallas elected to skip on Juan Thurton. Thornhill and Taylor Rapp in favor of, yeah, okay, this hurts from being a USF student, or graduate, I should say, when they picked up defensive tackle Tristan Hill. The pick was immediately lauded since Hill barely saw the field in his final collegiate campaign due to his inability to get along with his coaching staff. Since coming into the NFL, the questions about his maturity only intensified. He reportedly fell asleep during a meeting with Isaiah Thomas and found himself suspended in 2021 for throwing a punch at John Simpson after a loss to the Raiders. Even with the issues, Hill has somehow survived for three seasons. The reason for that isn't due to anything he's shown. However, since he's barely seen on the field over the past three years, he's never played more than seven games in a single season and has appeared in just 18 overall. 
He's also barely made an impact with 27 tackles and a half sack to his name. The reason he has stayed, despite the lack of production or dependability, is the issues Dallas has has had, I should say, at defensive tackle. They swung and missed on both Tantari Poe and Gerald McCoy in 2020 and 2021, as they were using a patchwork line again due to injuries. Looking ahead to this coming season, Dallas has high hopes for second-year players. I'm not even going to try to say his last name. Osa O and Quentin Bohana. They also have Neville Gallimore on the verge of breaking out and drafted John Ridgeway this year. Throw in Carlos Watkins, and it feels inevitable that he'll run out of time to prove himself. Let us know in the comments section below, did we miss anybody that you believe will be cut by week one? And now on to comments made by Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons believes that he and Diggs can can become even better than a certain Rams duo. If there's one thing Dallas Cowboys linebacker Micah Parsons doesn't lack, it's confidence. To be fair, he has a right to be confident. In just one year in the NFL, the Penn State product emerged as one of the best linebackers in the game. He became the first player to unanimously win the Defensive Rookie of the Year award after collecting 13 sacks, 84 tackles, and three forced fumbles. Although there is a ton of pressure on the linebacker to repeat his success in his second year, Parsons doesn't seem worried. He prides himself on his unique versatility and told reporters he plans to break the NFL sack record this upcoming season. But that's not his only lofty goal. When speaking to USA Today Sports, Parsons said that he and defensive teammate Trayvon Diggs have the potential to become even better than the best defensive duo in the league, Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. Saying, quote, it's hard to say we're the best because I know we're young and we still make mistakes. It's hard to put us over... Aaron Donald, the greatest defensive player in history, with Jalen Ramsey. So I won't do it yet, but I think we can become them, or even better, if we learn together and stick together. That's quite a goal. Not only are uh, Donald and Ramsey a huge part of the reason the Rams are the reigning NFL champions, but they are also individually two of the best players in the league. Donald is widely considered one of the greatest defensive linemen the sport has ever seen, and Ramsey has been viewed as one of the best corners in the game for many years. The two Rams have also ha, er, the two Rams also have several All-Pro and Pro Bowl selections to their names. But Diggs and Parsons have also made both of those lists this season. Given that both of these Cowboys stars are only 23, imagine what a couple more years on the Dallas defense together can do. As the Cowboys linebacker said, the duo can continue to do what they both did in 2021. The sky is the limit for these two. Plus, some analysts and outlets are actually ranking Parsons over Donald in a few categories. As far as the Cowboys cornerback goes, some may doubt his greatness due to his risky style of play that bodes well for picks, but not so well for consistent coverage. Even though the Alabama product had the most interceptions in a single season since 1981, he did give up an immense amount of coverage yards. But Parsons doesn't see that as a flaw. The true difference between the Cowboys duo and the Rams duo is that Donald and Ramsey have had enough years in the league to prove they are consistently two of the best in the league. 
with Parsons only entering his second year and Diggs beginning his third, the two Dallas defenders will need more just one top-notch season to be worthy of comparison to these all-star veterans. Luckily for the Cowboys, both players are still early on in their rookie contracts, but the front office would be wise to make sure they use their money wisely to keep these two on the roster when those expire. Parsons certainly wants to remain Diggs' teammate as he believes the corner was one of the best in NFL last year. So the question I leave with you, can this Cowboys duo go down in NFL defensive history? How they let us know in the comments section below. Of course, how they perform in 2022 will be a huge indicator. And now we're going to dive into three biggest disappointments from the 2021 season. The entire 2021 season ended in disappointment for the Dallas Cowboys but it wasn't because of their loss to San Francisco in the opening round of the playoffs. While that was a tough pill to swallow, there were issues all season that continued to hold them, hold this team back. We all saw the talent that was there. How else did they win 12 games? They just couldn't put it all together. So we're going to take a look deeper at what went wrong and identify the three biggest disappointments of the year. Number three, the entire offensive line. Not too long ago, the Cowboys' offensive line was one of the most dominant in the NFL. They were so elite that Darren McFadden came in and racked up over 1,000 yards in 10 starts, despite being in the twilight of his career. Last season, however, the unit was a major letdown. The interior was pushed around often, like when Tyler... Uh, I forgot to say, how to say his last name. Tyler B. was bullied into Dak Prescott by Javon Hargrave, which resulted in a defensive touchdown. They also had the majority of the team's league leading 127 penalties. Then there were the issues with availability. Tyron Smith once again battled injuries, and Lyle Collins was suspended for five games and spent most of the remainder of the season battling with Terrence Steele for playing time. This year, they're hopeful that rookie Tyler Smith can be an improvement over Connor Williams, and Steele can take another step forward in place of Collins, who is now in Cincinnati. If they're going to have more success in 2022, they need to be right because this unit was a major problem a year ago. So at number two, Amari Cooper's numbers. When Dallas traded for Amari Cooper in 2018, they took a lot of grief for it. The general consensus was they overpaid him, but it didn't take long for them to prove the doubters wrong. The entire offense turned around the season and the team went from three and five to 10 and six and made the playoffs. That year, Cooper had 725 yards, six touchdowns, and just seven games. He followed that up with 171 receptions for 2,300 yards and 13 touchdowns over the next two seasons. Then, in 2021, the numbers declined in a big way. Cooper had 68 catches for 865 yards and eight touchdowns. While he voiced his displeasure in his targets and effectiveness, Stephen Jones basically put the blame on the whiteout and called him for not living up to the five-year, $100 million extension he signed ahead of the 2020 season. From the outside looking in, it's hard to say who was at fault. There were long stretches where the ball just never went in the direction, number 19, which could be the fault of Cooper, quarterback Prescott, or even offensive coordinator Kellen Moore. No matter who deserves the blame, the lack of big plays from Cooper was a major disappointment in 2021. 
Dallas clearly seemed to think the issue is primarily on Cooper, given they traded him to the Browns for just a fifth-round pick. Sure, they were in trouble with the cap, but if they truly felt Cooper could continue to be a difference maker, they could have made it work. Instead, they elected to put more pressure on C.D. Lamb. I hope he doesn't disappoint in 2022. Number one, Kellen Moore's play calling. Since taking over as the offensive coordinator for the Cowboys, Kellen Moore has been praised for his creativity as a play caller. He's living up to this as well, securing the number one offense in terms of yardage and number two in points scored in 2021. Now heading into 2022, Moore continues to get praise, coming in as the number two play caller in the league, according to PFF. Just above him is Andy Reid. On the surface, things seemed great to be Seemed great for Moore in the Dallas offense. That is until you peel the layers back. Moore had success overall, but much of that came in chunks against lesser opponents. The Cowboys dropped 41 on the Eagles early in the season before they hit their stride, 36 on the Panthers, 44 on the Giants, 43 on the Falcons, 51 in the finale against the Reserves in Philly. When facing better teams, however, they didn't fare as well. The Cowboys scored a measly 9 points against the Chiefs, 20 against the Chargers, 22 against Arizona, 17 against the 49ers, and that is the 49ers in the postseason loss. We also saw in that game that Moore struggled to move the ball much at all, although much of this was due to the aforementioned penalties the offensive line was hit with. On top of that, Moore continued to feature Ezekiel Elliott as the workhorse, despite the fact that Tony Pollard was the far more superior player in 2021. Elliott averaged 4.2 yards per attempt with a long of 47 on the season. As for Pollard, he was running 5.5 yards per carry and had a long of 58. Despite this, Zeke was giving 107 more attempts that Pollard had nearly 20 more passing targets as well, despite Pollard also excelling in that area. Dallas is going to be better in 2022. They will need more to be at his best, especially with Cooper and Wilson playing elsewhere. Let us know in the comments section below what did you see as a bit one of the biggest disappointments for the last season. Is there something we missed that we should have included? Let us know. And as always, if you want to support the show, you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash the big D. And as always, please hit that thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, and hit that bell notification button to be notified of future videos. And as always, thank you so much for watching and listening. We will see you next time. It's been the Big D Breakdown with your host, Larry Lees. Thank you for listening and watching. Follow us on social media at Big D Breakdown on Twitter, Facebook, New Big D Breakdown, and on Instagram. Just search the Big D Breakdown. Thank you for joining us. See you next time.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumbo Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumbo Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.